Sliced Apples Podcast with Alex and David. Dang, we're back. And we are back. Back, dude. McGregor it's been a long time. Back. I know, yeah, dude. Like two years off. Yeah. McGregor, every fight is a comeback. This is us. The comeback. I mean, this is for real. I remember before we used to be like, we're back. And it was like two weeks. I think we haven't done this. Do you know how long? It's before the wedding. That's for sure. We haven't done one since the wedding. Whose wedding? Oh, your wedding. You did get married. You're right. (laughs) Who who else's wedding? Your wedding? Did I not get married? My sister got married. My sister got married like a day after you. So that. Yeah, yeah, because that's that's. That's a that's, significantly more important than your wedding. Sorry. That that that's what pops into my head. No, I'm joking. Like, I'm joking. The pictures were nice. I appreciate that. They were nice. They were fun. Our uh, yeah, was, November 18th moment was great. It was funny because uh, the the wedding went by so fast, but the pictures like it kind of slows everything down. Like you get to go actually go back, and I remember some of those moments. Like ah yeah, that shit was yeah. fun. A good friend of ours named Paul was actually there. Yeah, he was at the wedding. He was yeah. on the dance floor killing it with some moves. Uh, no, that did not happen at all. What? I, even I was on the dance floor killing it with moves. Well, um, yeah, it's yeah. Just... yeah. All right, but man, I don't even. The thing is, like, I don't even know where to start, dude. Like, it's been so long. Do you remember what I... the last mm-hmm. event? No, we we're, we're about? dude. No, we're not. Gonna I mean, we're not actually... gonna backtrack. That I mean, I'd be down. That was, this would be I a mean, marathon podcast, uh, dude. We could talk for like twenty four hours straight of just like. Well, I day. I had some major points that I didn't want to touch on. Over ba- just, backtrack, no OSD. Okay, we're not gonna go OSD on these people. <laughs> the T fans do not deserve the OSD comeback. It's this is just an MMA uh, comeback. Uh, what were? Do you have some stuff that you want to talk about? I mean, not, Besides, uh, of course, I, I know of you usually you usually have your, your point. Like, you said you had some stuff you want to point out, talk about, so go ahead. But I'm assuming it's well, past Well, I mean, for stuff, sure, though. there's the current event going on this weekend. Well, well yeah, uh, of course, there's the, the current. The bigger That's, comeback, you know. Um, okay, but co- t- big time out. Big time be, out. Come on. If you want to go backtrack, Jake Paul, the infamous uh, YouTuber gone boxer, just had his first loss. Damn, what Tommy great time, great timing by us, bro. That just happened yesterday. That did happen. Yeah, that was that was great. Like, I think people are gonna you need to put Jake Paul somewhere in the title, and if this will go viral. So just if you wanted some business advice right there. But what did you and, think about his first loss? Um, well, I, I just saw no, absolutely okay, yeah, not. I, didn't watch I saw I saw some clips, saw some clips, and I never saw Tommy Fury box before. And he boxes different from a regular boxer. He kind of boxes like his boxing stance is kind of what you see more in MMA with that handout kind of do that lead handout and whatnot. Um, but yeah, I guess uh, Jake I, Paul. I didn't really watch it and I still haven't watched it. So it's kind of bad for me to be talking crap without having really watched the fight. But it was, uh, was it, it, it went the distance. So, uh, and somewhere in there, Jake Paul got a, Knockdown that was a little controversial. Um, yeah, I mean, th- I don't know if this is what Jake Paul wanted for him, 
uh, why he went through this, but he got what like thirty three million or something out of this. So I don't know. I think he's doing okay for himself, but he did just suffer his first loss at the hands of a real boxer. I don't know how the MMA people feel about this because he beat all the MMA people that actually went at him, uh, but he finally got his first loss. Well, I guess well, that feels good. Yeah, this is the first opponent he's had within his age range, bro. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the first person that was an actual, just a pair, a, uh, an equal pair to him that wasn't old, retire, um, retired, out of his or prime, that, washed yeah, or up, just, or just a, a wrestler from a completely different sport, a, a boxer. I mean, um, a basketball player or a YouTuber that just they weren't really boxers. So yeah, I guess it makes sense. Um, that was the only thing that was like non MMA related, but it just happened. It literally just happened. So that's the only reason it's fresh and it's on all the social media and everything. But yeah, I don't know. Do you think we'll still keep hearing Jake Paul everywhere? I mean, he's part of the PFL pay-per-view division. So yeah, I guess we, I heard we... he was bringing Nate Diaz and Francis Ngannou into the PFL. Do you think that would boost up the PFL? Finally? <laughs> Have a, a rival it, to the U.S. Not, not, not now. What kind of boost are we talking about? Will it boost? Make it from a rival where? to the UFC. No. I'm sorry, but On US certain nights. UFC is king, bro. The thing is, dude. Me and you, bro. We have we barely have enough in our budget, and we, we're Damn, diehard UFC. We have barely have money in yeah, the budget for pay, UFC pay per views. What the hell makes you think we're gonna buy it? that plus? PFL. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. You're right. Hopefully, I mean, uh, maybe they'll make it cheaper, way cheaper. 20 bucks. It, now we're talking. I, I think multiply that by a lot of people. That's a lot of money. I think they're not going to be any less than $35. I think the US the price, is $90. That 80, is a bro. robbery plus taxes. And then, you know, okay. all the overdraft fees and all that kind of stuff. Over, 90. This man said overdraft fees. <laughs> Bro, it adds up. It adds up. So nah, man, it's it's uh it's hard out here being a, the ESPN uh membership, the ESPN plus, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, it just it adds up. So it hasn't been the greatest being a a UFC fan and um even having to follow Dana White and all of them, it hasn't been easy. Dana White, I feel is getting worse and worse every day. Like, with what? With everything, like even just the creation of Slapbox was wild to me. That was like, uh, I saw some tweet that's, that had a theory that somebody, the, the, the owner of uh, Slapbox had some dirt on Dana White, and that was the only reason why Dana White promoted this stuff. And that's the only way it made sense. Because otherwise, I just don't get it. I don't get the, uh, the UFC pushing this. I get the, the, the thrill Well, it's of not it. the UFC, it's Dana White. But it's partnered by the UFC. So regardless of the board of the UFC had to be okay with this, all his business partners had to be okay with this, he had to either convince them, bribe them, or something. But this is the UFC as much and as much as we don't want This is part of the UFC. So it's as much as a real sport as women's MMA, as much as we don't want to admit it. Uh, Wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. dude, come on. This suit, bro. No, 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 no. It, it is both of, those, both of those are real sports. Both of those are real sports sometimes. But slapbox, like, I get it. Essentially, what they're chasing is like 
those big moments, those the what Dana Weiss, the holy fuck moments, I think, or whatever he calls them. Well, I mean, I I, I think I think it has its own lane. It's not gonna be a big rock star or anything. I just I think it has its own lane and it has its place and it could be profitable. And I mean, when it first started coming out, it it's one of those things, it's just a social media thing. Like you see, I mean, you can't help but watch these clips on social media, you know, just of these slaps, and you're like, oh shit. Um, you probably won't know this, but it went viral. One of the first episodes, Stefan Diggs, so he's like a Pro Bowl football player, wide receiver, recorded like on his story him watching the slap slap fight. And it went pretty viral. Yeah, yeah commentating on yeah. I don't know he who like, he was. You literally for the this is the first what was his name again? Stefan Diggs. Yeah, I this is literally the first time I hear that name. But him, yeah, I, I saw the uh a clip of that of somebody there, and it made me want to go watch it. So it was great uh ad for the advertising for the UFC for Slapbox. I think uh, if I remember correctly, the reason I saw it is because Dave Portnoy retweeted it mm. and saw it. Cause that, so that's probably how you saw it too, because Dave Portnoy posted it. Probably um, Barstool, yeah. And but yeah, have I you think it has its own... an actual episode. Hell no. Okay. See, I have. I have I've watched like two or three episodes. It's kind of very weird. It kind of looks like... <laughs> I, I find it funny when I see the clips of them like practicing, bro. I'm like, what? I don't get the practicing. I don't get the, the head movement, the the practice, like knowing when to close your eyes, when to clench your jaw. No, 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 no. Like the reason the those moments are huge in MMA is because they either get set up or they're unexpected. I guess they're just unexpected. The the biggest thing is like you don't you don't you didn't see it coming. That's why we were nobody is just surprised by people walking up to the other guy and being like, "Yo, I'm about to punch you." Ready? Three, two, one, boom. It would be crazy, but if it happened over and over and over and over again, eventually it'd be like, maybe what if the other guy evaded? And then you still try to get him. That would make it more interesting, right? And now we have a sport with defense and stuff. This is just, they, it's literally about whoever wins the coin toss. They win the coin toss. You get to go first. And if you're good enough, if you got into that stage of the competition, you, the other guy most likely blacks out. And, man, it's, it's rough to watch. I, I watched a big chunk of it, but... I don't know. I do know the ratings have gone down slowly, and I don't think it will con- like be continued for another season. Th- like they followed all the same plan as tough as the Ultimate Fighter. But yeah, this, this was worse than the Amanda Nunez season. Like goes back to my is like literally the competition of what is a real sport. You get the women's MMA over there coaching, or you get Slapbox going at it for a season. Neither of them did good. And uh, neither of them will be repeated. So speaking, I'm glad you brought up uh, the Ultimate Fighter. Cause that one is crazy. Sorry. The, I, the biggest I, news, the biggest news in the past couple months from there was that Conor McGregor, Michael Chandler are going to be the coaches. That and, is insane. And I was, I, I don't know if you saw like a week, a week or so before that announcement was made. Dana White had some like, oh, Dana White has this big live like uh, announcement, live announcement. Dana White has this big announcement. Do you remember that when he he officially announced, uh, I think, the April card with uh, Adesanya versus Pereira 2 and stuff? Mm-hmm. So I don't know if you 
uh, I was listening to Era Hawani show after that, and they talked about. I really think they wanted to announce on that time that Conor McGregor was going to be on the Ultimate Fighter, but they—that's why they kept pushing it back, pushing it back, and delaying it until they just couldn't anymore. And I was like, "Damn, that kind of makes sense because that is something you would want to have like a big like." Oh hey, out of nowhere, Dana White's going live like with a big announcement. That's something you would do that for. I mean, I think it was kind of cool that he did that for announcing the cards and whatnot. Because April, that April cards, nuts. That main card's nuts. Um, and then I think literally a week later, Dana White did the same kind of announcement, but it was this time officially announcing Conor McGregor, Michael Chandler, the coaches of. The ultimate fighter. And yeah, dude, shit. That's uh, what are your thoughts on the two coaches? So I'm actually pretty excited to see Conor McGregor on the ultimate fighter. Um, I don't know about you. I know you're kind of a McGregor hater, but I mean, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta admit this is pretty, this is pretty big stuff for, for the, uh, the UFC. This is huge. This is one of the biggest things the UFC could have ever, literally ever done. No. I mean, the only way this would have been bigger was if you get Tony Ferguson in there, which... Stop. Man, we, so, okay. So, Stop. first, let, let, let's backtrack. Let's backtrack. This is, let's backtrack. This is the 30th year of the UFC. 30 years in business. Long time for the Ultimate Fighter as well. The show. This year needed to be huge. McGregor comeback needed to be huge because not only was he just coming back he was coming back from a loss which means that he was significant he is significantly worse than he was when he left so doctor stoppage dude it was an injury he was it was a knockout honestly and it was back to back from the same guy that's kind of demoralizing honestly low-key embarrassing and i don't know how you can keep following that but to each his own right but uh he needed to have a comeback of somehow. Like, it needed to be bigger than the actual fight was going to be. Because, honestly, if he fought anybody ranked, it was not going to go McGregor's way. So, the fight needed to be more spectacle, more show. And uh, how much more show can you put than 10 weeks of a camera behind him doing pranks, talking to young people, just literally being McGregor for TV? Like, this is like God sent him. Will he win the fight? There's one person who loves the TV more than McGregor, and that is Michael Chandler. Michael Chandler will be willing to take a loss if he knows it guarantees a rematch somehow. If he can put on a show, if he can guarantee the next meal, he, he would prefer to do that than to, and milk it. Like He's not in it for the wins, unfortunately. He's in it for the show, which so is McGregor in this fight. So will it be a spectacle? It will be the biggest spectacle the UFC could ever, because you have two guys who are literally just in it for the show are just trying to put on the biggest blockbuster sell the most views they can like so the most yeah pay-per-view uh it, it's literally like i don't know how much more perfect it could have been for the for the ufc and dana white now tony ferguson did hint a lot at it mm-hmm. and now we get mcgregor which i don't even know why like i honestly think even dana white and the ufc were confused they were like why is Tony Ferguson talking about this? Like, I don't even think they contacted him at all. I literally think this was just him off the cuff. Like, maybe I can Try, throw my trying hand to the... put, yeah, I'm trying, yeah. trying to put his name in the hat. 
Yeah, he saw that McGregor was going to be in it. He was like, yo. Red hey, panty night. Yeah, dude. Literally <laughs> for retirement anybody. fight. <laughs> now, you get Khabib and guess again, uh, instead of Michael Chandler, maybe you got a bigger show, which I mean, you definitely. I, I think it, the only thing that tops Chandler versus McGregor is McGregor versus Nate Diaz on the ultimate fighter. That's literally the only thing that tops it. I think even Habib doesn't really top it because he's getting molly like a thousand percent. It's not even, you know, Vegas odds. Vegas probably won't even put that out in the books just because it'll be so far in favor of Habib. They might as well just give customers free money. Yeah. Yeah. That wouldn't really make sense. Yeah. Just having McGregor, anybody, honestly, you could have McGregor, nobody. And uh, it's still going to be one of the biggest ultimate fighters ever. Because people are also trying to see where McGregor's at. You hear all yeah. the stuff about how he's looking, how he's doing, how he's acting, what he's consuming. You don't really know. And we won't really know behind the edited cameras. Because we know, if anything, no, the UFC will not put out anything McGregor doesn't want out there. So anything we see will be most likely approved by the McGregor PR team. I, I know uh, you have, you'll probably have some strong opinions on this. What do you think about him getting rid of a few of the fighters to bring his fighters in? I don't know. I'm cool with that, honestly. Uh, I, now, I, I, what I'm not cool, what I'm, because everybody does it. Uh, mm -hmm. Nate Diaz did the same thing. He, he was like, yo, I'm not going to fight in this card unless a bunch of my boys get on it. And 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 then he was like, no, I'm not going to stay in the UFC unless a bunch of my boys get signed. They didn't get signed. And he knew they weren't going to sign. Even he says, he was like, I knew they weren't going to get signed. I just didn't want to be in the UFC. So, I mean, and who knows before knowing like how like tight these gyms are, they're like gangs, bro. They bring their boys. So like there has to be some type of like, yo, I'm Adesanya, but I want my people fighting in this cartoon. And it goes all the way down. You get any type of anything. So the ultimate I fighter, mean, it wouldn't make every sense. Time. Now, the, now, the UFC bends a lot to McGregor. That, I don't, I'm not for that. And they justify it. I just, I, don't, I just don't know why that wasn't brought upon when they first agreed to do the whole thing. That was my, I don't have a problem with it, but why did it take the actual candidates showing up then getting when they all show up, then you get the boot like, oh, I'm bringing in my own boys. Like, why wasn't that said when you agreed to the whole thing? When I'm pretty sure contracts were signed and stuff. Why wasn't it like? Who knows well, what was signed, bro? Like, I don't trust anything. Oh, As we no, discussed bro. earlier in this, I don't trust Dana White. I don't trust anything that they're putting out there. It's all literally is them. It's them. Oh, it's like it's their own people. Putting out their own stuff. You really think we're seeing anything we're not supposed to see? Like when the Dana White slap happened, all these UFC fighters they didn't say anything. You think they're gonna say something they're not supposed to? You think when uh was it Fasif? He said that McGregor's looking bad. Like the UFC knows what. Like if he says anything out of bounds, oh they'll contact him and be like, "Yo, take that down. Don't you're you're putting out too much information." He said that McGregor looks bad. That he's consuming all this stuff. For whatever reason, they want that I, information out there. It's a weird, as a fan, it's a weird kind of thing going on with Dana White and the UFC because it's like a, I feel like it's like a wave, um, a roller coaster. I guess is better. Sometimes there's period of times like right now, 
where it feels like Dana just like is has the USC by the balls. Like you do not act, do or say unless Dana White says it's okay. But then like you kind of get past time goes on a little bit and then you feel like there's certain things that happen where you're like, well, Dana White's just Dana White. Like he's not, and they, they can do whatever, do and say whatever they want. He doesn't have as much control. And then a little bit time passes after that. And then you get this feeling again, like, damn, he really has a lot of control over these guys and whatnot. So it's kind of a weird thing. Um, but no, I don't get that roller coaster. I get Dana White is trying to be, and I, all I get is like those roller coasters, or I guess a roller coaster, but that's just going up and up, and you just hear the tick, 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 tick. It's just going up and up, and he's just slowly trying to get more power, more power, tick, tick. but it never goes down. It just keeps going, tick, 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 and he slaps somebody, but tick, 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 it just keeps going, tick, 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 and he creates some organization. When is going up and up, bro? Dana White has become. Do you have this like distaste for him, like? It's because of the well, whole I New mean, Year's look, incident, huh? Yeah, dude, that that was bad, bro. That was bad. And it's not even, like, it goes into way bigger than that. But even besides that, like, him saying, like, oh, I could just take a week off. What would that do to me? That would do nothing. But what about everybody else? Like, what, what, what are you saying, bro? Are you saying this, like, this organization, for one, this organization would be fine without him. And it'll be great with them. Like, I, either way, the organization is a machine that's moving. And as much as, you know, he is the head of it, but the organization will keep going. It'll, it'll keep moving. It'll, even if it'll keep producing cars like this past weekend, there's nothing memorable on. No names, no, but it's fine. Uh, it'll just continue going. Uh, but I do feel like slowly all the, like, he has no, now, he has no pushback, essentially. He has a bunch of yes men. And I don't think he has a lot of pushback. Now, he did work for that. He worked his butt off during COVID, before COVID. So, all so, this so, year is getting up to this point. I so you think for all that? You think those guys, Hunter Campbell, Hunter Campbell, uh, Sean, uh, was it Maynard? Sean Maynard? I think that's his name. Sean Maynard and them. You think they're just yes men that just tell Dana whatever he wants to hear? No, but I, mean, I think I, they're all equal. I think you shouldn't not suffer consequences. Because oh they don't know what they're doing without me oh they can't do what they're doing without I, me I, I don't I don't so it would okay, be so, fine you so, would be fine moving on or, or taking a week off or cut your whatever do whatever you need to do but something but you can't say oh I can't what or him the way he speaks to the reporters like you're not allowed to question the almighty Dana White like you're like what is when even his rhetoric was like oh what am I supposed to do what am I supposed to take a week off you tell me what should my consequence be like bro what like man come on just be reasonable be human like uh and i i think that's where i'm starting to struggle with him like even that whole well yeah that whole scenario was weird but just everything going on like he doesn't have you ever i've never seen dana white in a pickle like he's always seemed like he wanted so i kind of took i got that i don't know i mean you watched that whole interview right you just didn't you didn't just see the clip right what clip what, the, what you the the one exactly what you're talking about where he's like what what do you think I should do do you think yeah, I should take yeah. a week off so I took it more as like because in sports typically when something like that happens of somebody with that's in a high power typically it's a suspension um something of that nature and what I got from it was what what is 
which he was right is what is taking a week off going to do? Like I, I can take a week off. Yeah. But that's what not, it, does is it makes you not the head of the org. It makes you not the face of the organization. And what it does is it separates the organization from you. It separates the organization for what just happened. Dana White feels you can't separate the UFC from Dana White. Can you separate no, the UFC I, from Dana I, White? Uh, okay. That, and that's what taking a month off does. That's what will happen because there's events every week. No, it no, will, see, it's, the, it's, embar- it's even embarrassing. It's, it's, let's just say it's embarrassing. Tell him to sit down. Take a week off. Sit down for a week. You know how embarrassing that is for those guys? You think Dana White wants that? No. I'm pretty sure every time he's not like whenever they do the pay-per-views and he's not there and somebody else is there in his place. But you, I'm but you pretty sure he's. he's the, you, you do realize he's the president of the UFC. What we're yes. saying is you're not going to be the president for the next month. You know how much painful that is. As much as he doesn't no, want dude, to admit, dude, look, that's what I don't, think that's, I don't think that's what that's what it is. I think it's because no, look, but, but if he if he like, were if he were to suspend if he were to take a month off of suspension, I'm pretty sure he has no problem doing that. Mm-hmm. It's not going to achieve anything. People are still going to like that's not mm-hmm. that's only. But what I just said the, will happen. It will separate the UFC from what just happened. That's that's why advertisers pull out of things all the time. All they're doing. Is separating and what it does is it places blame and unfortunately we're not going to take blame in this situation dana white's never going to take all it is going to be a oh this is a family situation why does it matter what you care all i care is about what my family cool man cool but that all that soon is just like yo man i'm not taking any blame for this the ufc is still so my my people are with me till the end which is cool also you know his organization is ride or die bro they're riding with dana white till the end cool cool and all but that is also a way of saying, like, we're not disassociating ourselves with this. We're taking this in the face. As much as this sucks and as much as this is going to hurt and as much as people are going to ask questions and reporters are going to want to report what just happened and associated with the UFC, because they're all going to say UFC president, Dana White, da-da-da-da-da, they're cool with it. Now, to each his own, that, that's cool with it. But it does leave me as a fan of the UFC with, like, ugh, cool with this. And my organ is the the organization I'm a fan is they're cool with this, so and eh, it just rubs me the wrong way. It, it, I'm allowed it, to feel that as well. Yeah, yeah, but I I see where you're coming from, and it's kind of interesting because I never really saw it like that at all. Um, I don't know if it's just because like you know, I follow other sports and like see a precedent oh. of what's supposed to happen in these situations. And it could have been anybody though. What 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 happened with Dana? Um I honestly just feel like it's one of those things. I don't think the way I took it, and could be naive of me, but I mean the way I took it was just people were because people like Ariel were specifically saying, Oh, he Ariel's should be another situation. I'm starting he, to get a little he, beef with him he, too. He, he, <laughs> You just salty with everybody. Right? I'm a little salty. It's been a minute, bro. I'm hey. getting a little. I'm starting starting a little beef with Ariel myself. But no, no, never mind. Keep going. So, uh, like Ariel was saying, he should be suspended or something like that. And honestly, if you think about it, what the only punishment you can give Dana White is if is a suspension. And in actual, and you're not going to suspend him any more than a month. You're really not. Um, Ultimately, he is a necessary part of the whole, the organization and the, the UFC machine and whatnot. 
And what I got from Dana White saying that, first of all, I think the reporter was kind of ticking him off, which is why I asked if, if uh, that's how you, life works. I don't think you yeah, watch yeah, the other yeah, reporters. Yeah, yeah. Besides, yeah, yeah. yeah, that's honestly that's the way it should work. But it, that's not our our UFC. Uh, well, in general, all those reporters, it's it's very interesting. Like they're almost scared of him, when it should be the other way around. You had a heavy scene, Ariel Hawani. You can't even go to yeah, but well, Ariel doesn't go to not Ariel, but all those other ones. Like it's it it's not that they're scared of him. It's that they reap so much from him that they're willing to put the things aside. Like Dana White calls him first when he has a story. It helps their families. It helps their businesses. That's their, that's their livelihood, their, it bro. Helps, exactly, exactly. So I'm cool. You scratch my back, I scratch your back. So that's more of the fear. It's not so much of like, oh, if I report the wrong thing, he's going to come down on me. And he's going to send a hitman to my family. It's more of, if I don't scratch his back, he won't scratch my back anymore. I think at this and, point, they might just be brainwashed. You mean? I, I, I think, no, I think they might just be like, kind of, they don't even go against the grain anymore like mm. they've been in you don't, this you don't for think so most long. of those you don't think most of those reporters go home to the rest and be like man that dana i wish i could have oh man if i would have asked him about this he wouldn't have known what to say type of thing it, or you it, think they're perfectly happy and they're like oh i asked everything i needed to know it, it depends on the person if obviously why ariel Hawani had his Let, issues let's go with the, no let's not talk about ariel. let's talk about the four first people that always ask the questions that everyone but that, but, but you know, you know, let me finish because there's 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 certain people that just like like i i know you said don't bring up They're ariel but Ari, ariel ariel wants to, ariel's a journalist like if say if it was me if i was a john morgan i don't care like i'm not a, i don't care about bringing up the hard-hitting questions i want some entertainment bro like that's all i care about like i i want some good fights and stuff so obviously a yeah, person like me that, i don't that, that, i don't part I don't, I don't mind. I'm just, that's just me though. That's, I'm not, I'm not, I'm about good times, good vibes. You know, I ain't trying to bring out that, that, you know, heart. That's not what I, that's just not my thing. And, you know, that's why kudos to Ariel for standing up for what he actually believes in. Cause he could have lost all his shit, but somehow he came. Well, right now, Ariel feeds on the negativity. So at this point, like he almost like I'm sure he almost celebrated when he watched that moment. Like for him, that was a glorious moment watching Dana White do that because he knew like and true, true enough. Everybody logged in waiting just to see how Ariel responds outside of, of, of some other stuff with them. But, but with this, I get it. So it, it is that so that you can't disassociate Dana White with the UFC and that sitting out a week is not going to do anything because you're right back next week. And. You know, teach his own like and, I, and and if anything, like I just think it 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 fuels the fire even more because people are gonna be like, oh, that that's all you think this how bad this is like you're only gonna get suspended for a week that's it even if it's a month oh only a month that's all that that's it yeah because I feel well, the way a normal business would work if it wasn't this dictator that I think it is the way a normal advertising company the way a normal PR an HR company the way any business would work be like hey man you any university anything would be like hey man you embarrassed the company it's not illegal what you did but you did embarrass the company so for right now we're just gonna distance ourselves just for a little bit you're still around you're just for the next month don't come into the offices you know, just sit out a, a month. You know, we're going to handle everything. You're, you're still good. We're not going to bad talk you. We're not even going to say anything. Just for the next month, just lay low. Don't add, talk to reporters. Don't anything. Just go. Like, that's what a normal business would Because they're, this is so, so it'll, it'll stop. 
but that wasn't the case. He was like, me and my company will stand up to this and we will take ownership of what just happened. Cool. I, like that is the organization we're in. And we just have to admit that. Like that I is see, what we're watching. I see what you're saying, but this is sports. And I don't think that would have, if anything, them just. You don't think that would have worked in any other organization? You don't think that's what happens it, with it, athletes? You don't think that would happen to an athlete? Well, the thing is, athlete, hey, man, what you that's, did not the sa- that's not the same level as Dana White. Man, that's so not the White same is level. Just, just untouchable, and but that's no, where we're at. Like you got, you got to like, compare him to like the 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 um commissioner of the NFL. Okay, the so commissioner what, where of the is NBA. Dana White's line? What can he do? You know, like and he can just like I don't think you understand how big of an offense that was. Like we swept that under the rug, but he slapped that woman like four times while she couldn't defend herself. It yeah. was once. No, no. Go it back and watch once. the video. No, watch the video. No, watch the video. She I hit him once. Plenty of Dude, times. He hit her several times. Several times. <laughs> oh man. Let's let's pull it up. I'll pull it up. He hit her several times. Uh and so that's just not excusable. And so uh like at, when something's just not excusable, I don't see how somebody can back it up. And at that point, but you know, I'm I'm still a Dana White fan. Uh, I mean uh, a UFC fan and all that stuff. Now the to Dana White himself Eh, probably not the biggest fan. And the fact that the UFC will stand behind him is a little questionable, even, behind, even besides when he moves on. Then he went to the slap box, which made the situation, the fact that the UFC is still heavily behind that, like just makes it even more, well, like I mean, makes it crazy. If, well, if TBS is still, I mean, TBS was still willing to like yeah. stick with them and yeah, whatnot. Which like, I, that's where they were getting the most controversy. They're like, well, you know, if anybody canceled it, it would be them. And they were just, and for a while it was removed or something like that, but it just got moved to a later date. Like they just pushed it back a little bit. Probably unrelated to the event, but it was pretty ironic. And it, helped, it didn't help the headlines. Dana White slap. And then a few days later, he's starting a slap box competition. Maybe great promo for the slap box competition. You know, no such thing as bad publicity, but uh, probably not the publicity you want going into that. But uh, yeah. So, but Dana White overall, though, as for me, he's just getting a lot rougher and rougher as we're going. He's uh becoming the kingpin, which I've seen him as a long time. The Spider-Man have kingpin. You, have you seen that man? Have you? Real quick, yeah, I have. What did you think of it? Damn, I guess I spoiler even... free. Spoiler free. Like, I guess I don't want to. You go I first. Want... I had to mentally prepare for that. Uh, I just real quick. Um. I see why Rotten Tomatoes gave it a bad review. It gave it a bad review? Yeah, Rotten Tomatoes didn't, didn't give it such hot reviews. But ultimately, it's the movie we've been waiting for to kind of move forward this, this uh, phase. Well, well uh, yeah, yeah. I, I would get the... The thing is, people are, the expectations are just so high. Like, it's just almost impossible to please these people. But if you put the overall Marvel context, you know, which is what you should do, you should go into this after having watched all the Marvel seasons, after having watched all the movies, after having watched everything. You know, even the, season, even the stuff that nobody wants to watch, like Ms. Marvel and uh, The Last Falcon. Like... Some of that okay, stuff boring, hold on, bro. hold on. You that didn't want to watch Falcon and the Winter Soldier? Bro, that was I fell, good, I fell asleep. Bro. I fell asleep so much during that one. Uh, 
but uh really it was just because after the 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 scarlet witch one all the other ones were like oh well loki was pretty good yeah loki was loki was good loki um uh but the so if you go into this movie with all of that in mind and also all these people going into it are nerds they know that this is going to set up the next phase we just ended a phase we're going to a new phase if you take all that it's not so much it's, it's almost like a puzzle you know we have another puzzle going into this grand thing when i look at it like that when i look at all the possibilities when i look at what could become of the universe that i enjoy to watch i'm like okay i have expectations even after watching the movie so it's not so much as oh this movie's over it's i'm gonna keep coming back to this movie to learn about what's about to happen i'm gonna keep coming back to this movie to watch the introduction of this i'm gonna keep coming back to this movie to learn more and more and each time i come back after watching a new movie i'm gonna discover something new and so that's the problem with just watching it as a standalone movie going mm -hmm. into it for two and a half hours walking out be like well you know he comes in he gets introduced he leaves he wins he loses blah 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 if you just watch it as a single movie sure you're gonna be entertained it's, it's a good movie but it's not these movies aren't standalone anymore i don't think yeah so. i think in order to get they make so many jokes or so many things that if you haven't watched the overall context you they're gonna fly over your head and so it's, the experience it, that i had and the experience that the person next to me had are completely different and that's it, what makes the marvel like marvel nerds you know proud happy if it's if it's not an introduction movie like introducing a character then it's not gonna be but all even the hoopla then, that everybody no expects. but even then when we saw eternals when we saw shang kai when we saw all of those they were new characters but they also made so many references so many things that like they were good those didn't. were good movies i, they I were mean still good. i watched eternals actually last night i was watching it last night i was uh some people uh, were dogging on it i was like what dude again, eternals is but again, pretty but good, again bro. if you go into this as a single person for example for me i knew that huge thing was galactus and i knew like the thing coming so it even opened up the whole expectation of What's going to happen? How are they going to react to this? What's going to happen? And I'm going to keep coming back to this movie to watch the storyline of how it all happened. So that's the problem with these movies nowadays or with Marvel, that they're not standalone. They're more of the right now when they don't fit into that puzzle, like Black Widow or stuff like that. That's when people have a problem because they're like, eh, this movie doesn't didn't really make a difference in the overall storyline. The Thor movie, the Thor movie came and went nothing to do with the overall storyline it didn't help build anything it didn't create any new universes it didn't create anything it just came and went introduced a villain blah 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 you win you lose blah 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 etc etc we saw the same thing over and over again it's these movies that even if the main character wins or loses and even if the villain loses or wins you're still with like way 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 you never know what can happen and that's the beauty of the overall marvel that's where DC is just messed up. They just don't, they don't, I don't think they understand what is going on over there. Like there gotcha. is chaos. Yep. yep. Gotcha. All right. I'm going to stop you because you're just going to keep going. All right. Back, back to the UFC. Just a quick pause. Just cause you mentioned, just cause it came Yeah, up. But I, I, I had back. a, I had to remember first, but that was also like no spoilers. Cause there are yeah, a no lot spoilers. of spoilers that I could get. I didn't give any spoilers, right? No, I don't think so. No, you really didn't. Um, yeah, you just talked about the happen. universe as a whole. So, Which is, um, yeah. well, we have a big card this weekend, the return of John Jones. Really quick before John we talk Jones. about this card, can we talk about the last card? 
just your which was... we don't even have to talk about the fight itself oh outcome. islam versus volk uh, bro volkanovsky won that <laughs> i'm so mad bro i i i actually uh i like what how ariel put it uh islam won the match but volkanovsky won the fight and oh interesting I, I agree 100% because, I mean, if you're going by the rules that the judges are supposed to judge by, Islam won that fight. But at the end, overall, at the end, the man that was still standing... I hate you, bro. I hate you, bro. I hate that you're making this statement now. Why didn't you make that statement when, when I was saying it about Nate Diaz? That's Nate Diaz's whole thing. It doesn't matter who's winning the match. It's just about who, like, if this was seven more minutes, who would have won then? If this was on the streets, what would have happened then? You know, if you don't stop the match, that was that's what you're saying right now. But it makes sense. It definitely makes a lot more sense in this case. That's just Nate Diaz's excuse. But you were you were definitely spot on about Volkanovski and, and Islam. There's right a there. big difference between what Volk did against Islam and what Nate Diaz Nate surviving against, somehow even for against five Leon. rounds. Because he get, did get Leon in the last round, so that's the idea. If he would have gone, I mean, maybe maybe if he would have actually finished so, but, Leon, so like, he wouldn't have we, gotten Kamaru getting head kicked. So. Yeah, that's true. What if we get add in another round, round six? Let's say when it's this it, close. Volkanovski wins. By 100%. By knockout or just like he finishes him in the next round or he was just. I, dude, I don't know if Islam had anything left in the tank, dude. He was just. he. The, thing is, is, the thing is, Islam knew too that he had the, the fight kind of. He had his three rounds. After that fourth round when he took Volkanovski's back for. God knows how long. That's where Volk really fucked up. What once that that was the round that kind of sealed it. If somehow he was he would have just stayed disciplined or just I don't know, dude, what the hell he was doing the whole fight and maybe made that round close. Yeah. He probably could have took the fight, but he was had it? his back and just Yeah. That, well, that's all she wrote. Yeah, afterwards we see that they were pretty. I mean, it was a pretty, it was an even fight. But was this fight justified? I mean, we had a guy who had just won his belt, was defending him against a guy who was coming up uh, a weight class, while having his weight class fight for a belt before him, which now won't be able to be defended for a while because the guy's injured. So I, I think it all happens for a reason. I, I, I think it's going to work out perfectly in the future because. Of several reasons. One is Volkanovsky made Islam human. Yeah. Um, so that that's great. Not only for, I mean, one for the lightweight division. Now they actually have some tape on, okay, even though we don't know if you can actually do it or not, pull it off. There's some tape here on what Volk did that can work against Islam. And two, it works on the UFC side because it's like, okay, this guy isn't as impenetrable as everyone thought he was. Like he can, he can be beaten if you try hard enough, I guess, or if you do the right thing. Um, I mean, just look at their faces. Volk versus Islam at the end of the fight, dude. Come on. Yeah, Islam um, banged up. And then, uh, I mean, I'm glad. It doesn't seem like they're going on this route. I'm glad they're not doing the rematch because I think UFC should ban rematches, immediate rematches. Because strong sentiment, strong sentiment there, my boy. Like 
I think Brandon Moreno versus Davison Figueredo was that lightning in the bo- in the bottle. Is that your thought on yeah. Izzy as well? Uh that's why I said strong sentiment there, my okay, boy. Okay, okay, okay. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. There shouldn't be immediate rematches on because the fight was a cl- all-time classic. Um, you uh, know, just you know Yuri what I mean. Style, Yuri Glover. It was a rematch. Yeah, Yuri Glover. So that, yeah, that rematch. I mean, I think we probably got saved from a rematch because those yeah. fights never turn out. The Jones Gustafson won. Mm. You know, the second one Yuri, really wasn't. Never repeats itself. It's never the same. Yeah, and Davis and Figueroa and Brandon Moreno are the only ones to really like just. And even then, going for four. it just each fight was just ended differently. Literally, each uh, Figueredo and Ferguson fight and uh, Moreno fight ended differently. So yep. it's just uh, I get you. You're what you're scared of is them going back at him because they already know so much about each other. Them either respecting too much on of each other or knowing too much. It just can end. And it's just not gonna be as good. It's not gonna be as good as a fight. And or I, I want or Volkanovski knocks him out. I, I just really don't think it's going to be that good of a fight if they do immediate rematch, which I'm pretty sure they're not. Because um, it, never, it never is. It never is. And so I'm glad they're, wow. not, going, they're not even sniffing on going that route. Um, maybe if Volk, defend, they both defend the belt a couple times, we could revisit it later down yeah. the road. But the which thing is, it's kind of like, let this fight... It was a classic, all-time classic. One of the best fights you'll probably ever see. Let it be that. Let us have that. Don't just put in an immediate rematch and it's not really that good. And then the ta- you got this nasty taste in your mouth now. Now you don't remember the first one. You remember mm-hmm. the shitty second one. Like, oh, man, remember that, that shitty fight the second time they fought? That's what's going to be the last memory of it. Um, but, yeah, that, that great fight by Volk. Um, great that dude, he's pound for pound number one. What do you think about that? Him still being pound for pound number one? I mean, because like you said, uh, Islam won the match. So cool. And here you get the the check, the win bonus. Here you get the, oh, whatever. You won. the In the numbers, you won the fight. In the numbers, Volkanovski suffered his first loss in so long. But you won. But we all know who's the better fighter. These people were out on the street. If these people were equal matches or equal weights, if none of this stuff mattered, who would win? And that's the thing. Like, who, which one of these guys uh, would win? Who do you think would be next for Islam? Volkanovski, uh, I don't really know that division as well. I mean, I don't know. He was just dominating. But with Islam, we have a new, um, a completely new champion that can literally fight anybody. You said that it makes him a little bit more human. But does it? I don't feel dude, any more comfortable dude, listen, with Islam listen, versus any of these guys. Listen, Dariush, Benil Dariush, bro. I think he well, has he the closest. Fight, who is he set to fight? Uh, uh, Bronx. I know, you bro. You think he gets uh, past the Bronx? I don't. I think honestly, if if he's meant to really give Islam a, a good challenge, he should beat Du Bronx. I. You think Du Bronx? I'm lost torn. Juju? I'm, what's up? Du Bronx lost his Juju. Lost and uh, gonna, it, de- it if depends if kills him like or not kills him literally whoa let me if benio just like walks through him and goes to islam it's a wrap for Oliveira. like he I, I don't th- i don't think so because benio you, you gotta understand benio i think benio is really really good and other than you know that that's why it's such a good matchup i really want to see because 
with Benio also, Charles Oliveira can't do that thing where he goes to the ground and gets recovers on the ground like he does with Poirier, Gaethje. That's why those guys, they're 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 not gonna Poirier, Gaethje, um, they're they're not gonna be champ. Like they're not. There, there's just no way. They're too, they're too one-dimensional. Fazeev, Fazeev, oh, Gaethje versus Fazeev. I think Fazeev. Oh well, there's that. Uh, Fazeev has a little bit. There's a little bit more. I mean, we'll we'll wait and see, I guess. But I feel like Fazeev is different. There, he's more of the new age. Where, um, I feel like his stand-up is a lot more technical and crisp. But he also, I don't know if it's him being from over there in Europe and or training over there and whatnot, but I feel like he's not he he's not as compromised to the wrestling. Yeah, no, yeah. At, it and I, yet. and I feel like that's just uh the new wave. Like Dustin Poirier, Justin Gaethje, they're kind of the their gener their generation of fighting style. Like their generational fighting style is kind of starting to pass on because. It, it's it, you know they they just say the evolution of MMA and whatnot. It just it keeps going and they're kind of gonna get but left no, behind. It's, it's just because of the champion we have right now. Because if like I'm and it's because of the, the champion. I, yeah, we have, I'm, yeah. I'm looking at the I'm looking at the weight because I opened up the rankings. Leon Edwards, you don't need any wrestling. Alex Pereira, you don't need any wrestling. Jamal Hill, you don't need any wrestling. Like you don't need any wrestling to be. Oh, hold on. But we, but we again, go back and talk the, about that too. Jamal Hill, oh. man. How about that? How about that for championship performance, bro? He put on a, a clinic that no one really out. expected. Dude, did you see Glover, bro? I, that, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess I can't really <laughs> condemn him too much, but still, like he didn't. But Glover, I, again, for me, it was just more to going through that punishment. At the end of the day, knowing you're not gonna win. No matter what you do, maybe you could line up, but it's more of a, I'm not giving up. Like, I'm just not giving up. Even though he's not thinking, I'm going to win, I'm going to win. He's thinking, I'm not giving up. You're not stopping me. This isn't the end. I'm going to go. I'm going to keep going. For nothing. Just for the people. Just for us. Just for people to say, wow. J Jamal Hill literally retired him, bro. He said, yeah, I'm too, I'm, I, I can't be, I'm too... <laughs> I'm too stubborn for my own good or whatever. I'm too like he just yeah. like, can't take this punishment. <laughs> that was crazy. And so now you would get Jamal Hill versus what Yuri? That's I hope so. I hope if Yuri if Yuri can heal up. Um, that's what she said. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there was that. That's moment. what she said. Because besides that, I mean, there was Anthony Smith that was supposed to fight Jamal Jamal Hill. Dang, the problem was Jamal Anthony Smith missed weight. So Anthony Smith was the backup fighter for Jamal versus Glover. Anthony Smith missed weight. I mean, he wasn't going to fight in that anyway, so. But you never, I mean, I'm a, and I'm a fan of Anthony Smith. I, I listened to the podcast with Tim and Michael Bisping, and and I get it. Maybe if he worked, because he did, he helped train Jamal Hill. Maybe if he knew, like, yo, my guy is good. Like, I, I'm chilling. I don't need to make weight. You still, like, you signed on the line, I'm going to make weight. And what if something would have happened? Dude, like imagine if Glover or Jamal or something broke their ankle going up there or something and you need a backup fighter that like, oh, man, like that was just from that just wasn't cool. So in that division, I don't really know. But going back to where we were at, none of those. The lightweight need, division. Yeah, you don't need any type of wrestling for that. But, but we're talking about the lightweight division, bro. But speaking of that, Jamal Hill retiring ex-champions, our current champion might retire. Islam. 
Oh yeah, you saw that on Twitter. Yeah, apparently, something yeah. about his mom and. I'm, so apparently, look. his mom wants him to retire because they're not a fan of all the fighting stuff. So the mom is like, "Yo, Khabib retired when his mom asked him to. <laughs> Why won't you retire when I asked him to?" Motherfucker, he was Khabib, like, "Well, bro. Khabib, uh, brother, 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 mother, yeah. mother, mother." Uh, like it was just that Khabib like defended it and he was like, "I'm gonna defend it," but. They are doing that. So, and honest, right now, if Islam retires, he wouldn't have the trajectory that you know would live on. But he would live on as a legend, like yo, Khabib's retired. But then he just retired. He gave it up right at his peak. Because right now it's his peak. He could, I don't know, beat the other people, maybe be a double champion, which he should. Apparently, dying at the weight cuts, which I think that's more dangerous than the actual fights. Um, but if we didn't have that champion, the wrestling wouldn't be that big of a deal. And really, it would just be Oliveira's jiu-jitsu that people would be scared of. Because besides that, I don't think... Now, they might not give it to Benio, honestly. They might give it to Fasiv if he wins. Nah, they gotta give it to Benio, dude. I think Benio is... If he gets past Oliveira, you would give if it to gets... Benio. If Oliveira he... wins, would you dis, uh, declare a rematch? Mm. Or would then you it... give him against the winner of Fasiv? I... And we get an Oliveira versus Gagey rematch for the... Who should fight for the belt? I think um it it for on if Dariush wins, he gets Islam next for sure. Like no matter what. Okay. If Dubronx, if Oliveira wins, that's a tough one. It, I think it just depends if he's if he has a great performance, first round finish or something against Dariush. It's gonna be kind of hard. Of Chandler it, and uh, McGregor. It's gonna be kind of hard to Got deny it. him another crack at Islam. Um, oh, if he finishes, then you're like quick. Yeah, yeah. Okay, 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 okay. But if it's kind of one of those, I mean, honestly, that fight, there's no way it's gonna go the full distance. Like, there's no way it's gonna go all three rounds between those two guys. Um, the only way I could see it. Yeah, I don't think it's going to go all three rounds between those two guys. Went, they both went through rounds with Tony Ferguson. They're both Tony Ferguson's kids, for all I care. Because uh, they ain't going to finish. They couldn't finish Tony Ferguson. Literally, they finished everybody, but couldn't finish Tony Ferguson. That's hilarious. But yeah, okay, good good point, good point. Uh, does Michael Chandler and McGregor fighting have... Well, they're what, at 170? So it does. it's not even relevant, right? They, they, haven't, even, they haven't even said yet. They oh, asked McGregor, and he, he's... he's it's not official yet on what weight. I wouldn't be surprised if it's 170. Okay, but let's let's say besides that, Benio, like, is there anybody else worthy of the to fight for the bow right now, or honestly, anybody that we see a threat to Islam besides his mother? <laughs> I mean, that's that's our saving grace, honestly. I think Dariush. Yeah, that's or, pretty much or, about it. McGregor or, might be a threat, but more of a. Or if, if Charles Oliveira kind of, I don't know, do you really think on that Islam fight that was really him? Do you think that was, I felt like he was kind of a, a shell of himself. Like, in this you know, fight? Some, Islam, yeah, with this, it's the weight yeah. cut. It's the weight cut. He dies at the weight cuts. Like, he, he Oliveira? Died. Oh, Oliveira. Uh, Not well, Islam, Oliveira. Oliveira, like, too. He suffered I mean, at the weight cut. But yeah, you are right. That's even that's what he said. He said, uh, he just wasn't feeling. Was on a bad night, yeah, on a bad night. But that's, and, but that's the sport, though. 
because it's not just a bad night. I mean, it, I mean, I don't know. It could be, but I honestly think it's just everything. It's the stage. It's the fear of your opponent. It's the lack of preparation, or there's the too much preparation, the not knowing what's about to. It's the jitters, the nerves. It all goes hand in hand. Like it, it, it's all part of it. Like it's just like it, now. It, it's just it's one of those things. I, I know. I don't. I know Islam's great and all, but. Every time I watch it and I see how easily he just got into that triangle choke, I was just like, that arm triangle, I was just like, bro, like, I feel like Oliveira just kind of. Yeah, but, like, but I think it was also the moment that did kind of, it, it, it was also all the talk of Islam, all this like hype, like, oh, this guy's a god, like, we don't know, Islam can just finish anybody, like, I think it's just everything, and I think it gets to the people, and I think it, it almost brings it down. But it could be, man. I don't know. We saw it with the, uh, what was the, uh, John Blahovich versus uh, uh, Glover. Like, John was just sad to watch up there. Like, it was watching, and I was like, bro, what are you doing? Like, fight. And eventually he said he was like, he was just having a bad night. But I don't know. I don't know how to justify that other than the moment got to you. Now, Oliveira was in Islam's hometown. Like, it was all his people. He was out of his element. He was going up against an opponent who's everybody talked about. He wasn't the champion anymore, so he wasn't defending. It was a belt that was up for grabs. It was. It's not like, I think all of that just, it hurt him. I think if he was defending it, I don't think he would have had a bad night as he did. Would he have beat Islam? I also don't think that was would have been possible. But now that Vulcan Austin put a threat to him, I don't really think that high of Islam anymore. I do think he's more human. Do I see people that are a threat to him? Not really, though. Uh. So, I'm kind of torn. I'm kind of torn. I don't really know what to think of him. Um, but I do know it scares everybody in the division still. I don't know if this is a hot take. Um, but I'm pretty, I'm almost really confident John Jones is beating Surogan handedly this Saturday. Okay, yeah. Now we're going to this card. Okay, bit, bit, bit. I thought you were talking about he was going to be like a some kind let, of... Let, let, let's make it a little something. quick, you know. It's, it's getting late over here. Sorry. It's an hour ahead, so... <laughs> getting a little late over here, man. Okay, let's see. Where are we at? Yeah, I have to so do John a part Jones, two. Gun. Have you ever watched John Jones fight? Yes. Live? Obviously not. Asshole. How do you feel <laughs> about this experience coming up? Are you buying the uh, pay-per-view, first of all? Yes. You are this uh, one? Yeah. I got I got got a buddy or okay, two nice. coming oh. through. Fi- finally, oh, finally, finally dude, getting the getting okay. the little crew. Um my boy. So we'll go with yes. I'm buying the pay-per-view. How I feel about it, I'm I'm a little excited. Uh it's. I really didn't think we were ever we were ever gonna see John Jones yeah. come back. Literally, I still don't think so. when they announced it on the on the T-Mobile Arena, maybe oh, a yeah. week or two before that, I I just had a dead set. I saw somebody post about John Jones is John Jones fighting in 2023. I was just like, dude, he's never fighting. I just got. I just. I don't know if you remember <laughs> my response. I was like, that's definitely not true. I was like, I don't think that's true. Like he's 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 not fighting. It's just not gonna happen. And then next thing you know, it got announced. I'm like, oh shit, he's fighting. And it's Cyril Gone. And I just think Gone got wrestled, out wrestled by Francis Ngannou. I can only imagine what 
John Jones is going to be able to do on that. In, a more experienced wrestler is actually going to be able to do the gone. Um, and I was thinking about it earlier. I was like, gone is that guy that other than there's going to be like the champion and then the, the, the first content, uh, what is it? The number one contender, which I think is going to be John Jones and Stipe. They're going to be the two on top. If Stipe doesn't retire. Cyril gone is that guy that against everybody else in that, in the standings in the lineup wrecks them outclasses them those two guys on top though he just doesn't have the skill set to beat them and i think that's what's going to be showcased on saturday i think john jones is going to be too too good overall in every aspect of mma and it's gonna be the downfall of sarogan yeah, yeah, I don't agree with any of that. Well, I mean, I <laughs> no, um, ha, okay, crap, what, what was I gonna ask? Uh, you think he'll, uh, okay, I think he, you are right, I do think he is an overall mixed martial artist, but what Francis did to Cyril Gan was out of surprise. Now, I don't think Cyril Gan can out wrestle John Jones. But I do think he can out heavyweight him. I don't think John Jones is gonna is hundred percent used to this. I know it's been years of him getting up here, but I don't know. Oh, that's the question. Do you think John Jones is gonna finish Cyril Gone? Mm, no, that's a good question. I because think if he no. Can't, can I don't he think so. Out wrestle him for five rounds. If Ngannou did, if Ngannou did, I heavyweight. Yes, Ngannou if Ngannou is a did, heavyweight. He is not. Yes, John Jones what, is what not heavy. Going dude. up a weight class. <laughs> he hasn't ruins... fought in light heavyweight in three years, dude, bro. Going up a weight. What what is happen? What happens going up a heavyweight? Going up a weight class is you become heavier. You get tired faster. And we reach the ultimate. That's the problem with going up. I, a, I just find it hard, hard to believe. And you're he took off. Again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you do he... realize it, it's not just a change that happens over. And I know again he's been working at it. But that's what you're looking out for when you're going up a weight class. The same way that when you go down a weight class, you're losing your chin. You're becoming more vulnerable because you're getting when you're going up, you have more weight on you. So you're not the same person that you were when he was 185 than who is one at 250. So sure, I'm sure he's been wrestling five rounds over and over again. But again, what we we're talking about the bad day at the moment, going up against that stuff. And also you're going up against Cyril Gaunt. In the striking, I don't know if John Jones can beat Cyril Gaunt. In the striking, I will definitely give it to because Cyril Gaunt, they literally say he moves like a light heavyweight. But with the heavyweight, John Jones is no longer going to move like a light heavyweight. He's going to move like a heavyweight. And in that, Cyril Gaunt is going to have the advantage the whole time. Where does John Jones reign supreme? In the wrestling, which we saw Cyril Gaunt sucks at it. So what do you think he's been doing at the past few? I honestly think he's been because everybody knows. What do you like? Honestly, if these people and Cyril Gaunt don't know that John Jones is going to go out there and try to wrestle them, like they should hire me real cheap. I'm like, I won't charge much. Just like, yo, he's going to wrestle. You better start working on your wrestling, your takedown defense. Start working on getting your butt up. Start working on that. Like, that's what you're going to be working on for the next few weeks until this fight. John Jones, dude, you're going to be heavier. You're not going to be as fast as he is, and you're going to get tired faster. How do you finish him before that happens? Or how do you go the full five rounds before that happens? 
Cyril gone, he's not going to get tired. He's not going to stop. His striking is way faster than John Jones will be. And he's a natural heavyweight. This is where he's always competed. Everybody that he had, like, he's gone up against everybody in that weight. John Jones has never fought anybody at that weight. This is the first time he's faced anybody that heavy. Almost 100 pounds heavier than the last guy he fought. That's huge, man. That's huge. And trying to keep a person down that big while you're also that big is going to weigh on him. So maybe one round, two rounds. If he doesn't finish him, one round I'll give it to John Jones. Second round could be real tight. Maybe give it a Cyril Gone. Maybe get third round. Maybe Cyril Gone's take it. Fourth round, John Jones having a comeback. Takes the whole round with his wrestling. Fifth round, like that's where it'll be. But it's not going to be a, a John Jones complete dominance, Cyril Gone's picking him up over his head and knock. No. No, none of that's so, gonna happen. So, this might be uh, can't think of the words, but what's the thing in the courtroom that the not objection, but well, it is. It comes after objection when you're in a courtroom and the attorney's like objection. Uh, this is S word. Uh, uh you, Mister, I want to be a lawyer. Yeah, bro. We talk about MMA. I'm not thinking about other objection. I can't think of the word, but either way, let's remember: Sorogan doesn't fight at. He's not a Derek Lewis. Objection. Speculation. 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 All right. Yes. There we go. (laughs) This might be speculation, but let's remember: Sorogan doesn't fight at the max 265. So he's no Derek Lewis having to take a dump to, you know, make weight. But he is up there. What was his last week? I don't know. I think he's at 235-ish, I want to say. But it's all speculation, and it really doesn't matter in the grand scheme of 247. In the grand scheme of things, it doesn't really matter. But you think some of those light heavyweights on fight night that John Jones has faced hasn't been pretty close but to a, but they had a cut down I, but they still I, had a cut down speculation bro i'm just you know just throwing shit out there bro but, but i'm no, not trying but, to be but technical these, but, but this is the whole weight class for a reason like this is the whole thing and we're talking yes. about the biggest jump we're, we're the, not talking about a 10 pound jump we're talking about the, 50 60 pounds the only thing i'm actually i'm more worried about ring rust than the actual weight jump well honestly it's everything man is everything like I he, he has to like he couldn't have gone up right away but, that would have been but, automatic failure but he so he had to either give a ring rust or give up some losses learning like he was going to lose moving up a weight class it was if he's gonna to be happen. if he's gonna be this guy the goat the greatest MMA fighter to ever live he he can't lose this fight for all the hype that's been given to him about being the greatest ever. He should be able, even though he's taking three years off, if anything, yeah, you got ring rust, but you took the three years off to gain the weight, prepare yourself for the weight weight jump, unlike other people that just do it on a whim in a span of six months, six to eight months maybe. Um, like, I think that if you're truly this guy that everybody says you are, and you've been saying you are, you got to come out here and get the dub, man. Man, see, I completely disagree with you again. <laughs> no, I'm joking. Uh, kind of, but I, I don't think, even if he wins, even if he knocks out Cyril Gunn in the first round, I don't think this makes him the greatest of all time. 
I don't. I think was what Wolkanowski did was way more impressive. Going up on undisputed God in a completely different uh, weight class. Now, if John Jones was going up against Francis, sure, I'll give him that. But he was too scared to go up against Francis. He never wanted to go up against Francis. So it's going to look good for him that he's now a two. But why didn't he do it while he was reigning the king? While, while he was a king? That would have made him the greatest. So right now, he's not the greatest. Like, he's not what even if he beats pound both. Right now, he's not even pound for pound. Could he beat somebody in the 185 division? No, he's just a heavyweight. Hold on, hold on, hold on. He's That's a different conversation now. You think if he goes in and no, no, beats no, no, Cyril no. Gaon and gets a title, he's not pound for pound number one? If he beats Cyril Gaon? Yes. Pound for pound number one? Yes. No. No, I think Volkanovski is still pound for pound. I think what I mean, I'm saying, that's what I'm telling you. What, that's what I'm telling you. What Volkanovski did is more impressive because he didn't wait. He didn't say, all right, I'm going to take a year off. I'm going to build up the weight class, and then I'm going to go up against this wrestler. There's that's a difference between said. 145 to 155, but 205 again, but, to God knows what. <laughs> no DC limit. Did it. DC did it. DC didn't take three years off. Ooh. And he won. And so, like, you don't have to think. We're hey, just was... talking about weight classes. Like, that's hey, probably man, the best to... point on this podcast, maybe in your life. That's the best point you've ever made. And I didn't even think yeah. about that. Now he I'm like, two pound at the same time. At the Damn. same time, he could defend both. So it was going to look really good on him. going to look really good. Yeah, that was a good point. I didn't even think after I forgot about DC. But. So you can like, yeah, it's a big weight, and that's what I'm saying. It's a huge weight weight jump. Like we should take that. And you so should I don't go think... to the press conference and just say that. You should be like, DC did it, and didn't yeah. take a year off, three he years off. He was the off. champion of both at the same time. He was defending both at the same time. But let's be real. If John Jones was in the light heavy light heavyweight division, he wouldn't have been holding both at the same time. But he can't. The thing is, he can't do. He's too small for one, and he's barely winning in the other one. He's too, he was too small for heavyweights. Like, he, there was just no way. His tiny feet, one leg kick from Ngannou, and that that thing goes snap, crackle, pop. Like, it, it was, it, it was, it was, he was, no, 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 no. And then in his division, he was barely winning. He barely beat uh, Reyes, who got destroyed by Jan right after that. Barely beat Tiago Santos. Barely beat Anthony Smith. Come on. Like, that, it was kind of embarrassing. So, I know all this hype. And again, the less you're around, the more mysterious you are. The more you just keep the Dylan Dennis effect. You just keep talking crap, but you never actually do anything. John Jones kept just talking, and oh, I'm the greatest. And so now everybody's, and the UFC's trying to sell him. Hey, they're just trying to make their buck as well. They're trying to sell fights. So sure, oh, this is going to make him the greatest of all time. But Cyril Gunn is not even the heavyweight champion. He lost. So we're just supposed to ignore that? I saw that in the countdown. They didn't even mention the word Francis or Nganu. Like, they were able to get through the whole countdown, 47 minutes, and not mention the guy that was the previous champion of the current division that's being fought for. That's crazy. And that's the UFC. So whatever they want to tell you, whatever they want you to believe, they're going to be able to do that. And this theory that, oh, John Jones is going to be the greatest of all time. What? No, he just now won a heavyweight fight. Cool, bro. Go defend hey. both or, or fight some real fighters. Um, I'm, my money's on Cyril Gunn. I think Cyril Gunn's going to knock him out. Ooh, nice. I, I think like this it. is going to be a Cody Garbrandt type of moment. Watch Cody oh, Garbrandt versus... Uh, but he lost. went down. But he went down against Kai Kara France. I just see that, bro. I see... Now, I don't like Cyril Gunn, bro. I freaking hate Cyril Gunn. He's French, man. <laughs> Jeez, bro. And, then the, and what John Jones said was right. He was like, he trains too pretty. Like, he's in his pretty clothes. 
He's in his like little pretty uniform, his nice air conditioned gym where they're you know they're all dressed the same. They're he's hitting nicely made pads. He's like John Jones say he's not down in the dirt, you know, wrestling with somebody heavy on top of him. So it is true. I I don't think um I think it, Cyril Gantz's personality underplays everybody, and I do think he believes he's superior. I think even his loss to Francis, I think he believes was oh if he wrestled me, that's why I lost. Like, bro, you lost. Like, take it like a loss. Like, I don't think he took it as a loss. It, and that's these days, me. it's hard for me not to side with the wrestler because that's just what MMA is now. And it's just if all things are even, side with the wrestler. And the thing you is, though, we just yeah. we just don't know the, the unknown of John Jones. But to to kind of cap everything off and and this, um, I do believe. You had a good point about Volkanovski, man. If he continues the path, the trajectory he's on right now, Volkanovski will end up in the discussion. He will need to. Like, I will put it out there myself if I have to. He needs to be in the discussion of one of the greatest to ever do it. Because, I mean, this guy right now, I mean, I didn't really like Volkanovski. If you would ask me a year or two ago, I did not like this guy. He was just like, bleh, whatever to me. Why is this guy champion? Bro, I, I couldn't be more more bigger of a fan of his right yeah, now. <laughs> and you know, um, the people I have no hate against right now, like you, because really you, you can't, because yeah. because you, you can't, bro. He goes in there, he he looks better and better every single fight, even though he's the champ. Yeah, and de- he's what, what Izzy would have wanted. That even though he lost the fight, like people still, and that was the dare to be great that, moment. Like, that's what that's what uh, even was, um, even Eugene said it. Eugene said like. Volkanov, the difference between Volkanovski and Adesanya, Volkanovski never had that. Yeah, I'm the guy, I'm the champion kind of let up moment. Like he just kept, he kept going, he kept going. And Eugene said it blatantly on the Ariel show, the when he went on Ariel show. So for Eugene, I mean, got it, got it. I like Eugene because no matter what, he keeps it a buck. Like even if it's his own fighters talking about Izzy or whatever, he keeps it a buck, but yeah, you gotta, you gotta admire a guy like that. Like no matter what, he's still just constantly getting better now, you know, and you got to in the featherweight division, that that division, no shortage of killers. I mean, Yair Rodriguez, Yair Rodriguez looked like he's from another world in his last fight against Josh Emmett, but you know, we, we, we spent too much time talking about bullshit. Um, if I if I don't hop off of here soon, I might get divorced. Um, Sorry, bro. Uh, you got any final final things? No, like I'm you want to touch something else? So I'm good. All right, man, we, we, maybe maybe be, we need to do long. part. We need to do part two. <laughs> we need to do part two. Hey, honestly, hey, honestly, bro. Now that football season's over. We kind of struggle a little bit getting content. I'm like, man, you know what? This is UFC time. We gotta, we gotta oh, come back on fun. here. Yeah, I'm down. Come back on. We need to do like once a week now for the next month to catch up on everything we've missed. Like, there's the past. a lot, and there's a lot of fights coming up too. There's two UFCs this month, so. Mm. Oh shit! Yeah, there is. Yeah. All yeah, right, bro. bro. Well, all right, man. Well, I don't want to see you homeless either, so I'll talk to you. <laughs> well, all right, we'll two fans. We'll, we'll we'll probably we'll try to get on here a little bit more often now that football's over. But uh, you know where to find us at Slice Apples Pod on, damn, <laughs> at Slice oh, yeah, Apples Pod on uh, Twitter at Slice Apples Podcast on everything else. I think man, you know where to find. It. If you're listening this far, you know where to find us. All right, now we'll see you next time.
wait, wait, wait. Follow me on Instagram. Caesar Cast C E S A R C A S T J R. Caesar Cast Jr. I'm posting some fire content, bro. I posted a video. I'm an influencer now, bro. So be careful out there. Got some comp. You know. Be careful. Right, y'all go follow.